Showtime. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Hey, hour two of the show. Welcome to the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Uh, quick note on something. I won't be here tomorrow. I'll be out tomorrow. So today's the last show of the week. And then we'll have the Super Bowl on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to Sunday. Get to spend some time with the people at First Baptist in Houston, Mississippi. And I got family that goes to church there. So be a part of their service and and then come back on Sunday night, watch the Super Bowl, and then uh, be back with you all on Monday and talk about it. So if you want to be a part of the show, I hope you will be. Lots of ways for you to communicate. Drop a comment on the live stream or on the text line or give me a call on the phone. We've been active on all three. Uh, regarding State's last consistent outside shooter, Danny said Daryl Wilson and Rayburn Johnson are the only two three-point shooters MSU has ranked in the top 40 all-time in the SEC. You know, and you know what? Like, when you really think about it, Danny, it's like that's something that also it, it not only I think has a it plays a huge factor in wins losses. Yes, you, you know how hard you are to defend for other teams because you know you you can't just you know focus on the rim. You know everything's got to be spread out. There's this outside threat. It's not only the the balancing the offensive effort sort of thing, but it's also an excitement thing, too, right? Right? Look, I'm going to be honest with you. We, we talk about fan support and getting into it, but it's basic math. I mean, when you're a state fan, I've experienced it, right, the last few years, and you have, too, when you're a state fan, and all of a sudden you go down by three or four points, you know, well, now we're two possessions down. Well, no, you're not. You can hit a three and tie it up. No, you can't because we don't shoot them. <laughs> right? You start doing the math. I've done. That's what I do. When I watch State play, my math is different than other fans because the three-point threat is just not there. If you hit one, it's a bonus. It takes the excitement out of it. I'm being honest. Now, having said that, if they played the style they play and they won all the time, it'd be exciting. Sure. But man, I mean, you want to heat, you want to see some shots made. And Richard said on YouTube, "Sorry, Tigers." That would be the Jackson State Tigers. Richard says, "Sorry, Tigers." Uh, Tamika Reed is who the Lady Bulldogs need. Very interesting. Let me hit some of these texts too, and then uh, we'll do our Super Bowl predictions. Get those loaded up. Who's going to win? I'll tell you who other people think is going to win. Bill was telling me who the guy who's placed the largest bet ever in the history of sports gambling thinks is going to win. We'll give you some of that info coming up. Uh, Res Dog says, how can a college player and or team be bad at free throws? I mean, it's free throws. Yeah, I don't know. Just have to experience shooting them to know how you miss them. But State's not that bad at them. And they got the number one free throw shooter in the SEC in Molinar. And he can get to the rim. You just need more than that. 
Jason in Flagstaff says, there hasn't been a shooter, and largely because there's no design in the offense to get open shots. When's the last time you've seen a screen pick and give and go? It's all one guy going to the basket, and, if it, and, it's, uh, and if not, someone launches a prayer, is what he says. Hoghead Cheese says, maybe we can get Richard Williams interested in coming back. Well, he's at all the games. <laughs> he's calling them on the radio. Does an unbelievable job on the radio, if you ask me. Uh, Matt Daddy's pointing back to Shane Powers, who was a guy that could hit the outside shot. Steven said, I wish basketball the best, but I'm ready for baseball. Enjoy the show. Thanks, Steven. I am too. And everybody else is ready for baseball too. And it does not, you know, expectations are up there. They are every year if you're a Mississippi State baseball fan. But I tell you, they're up there, too, for Ole Miss and Southern Miss. And that's one thing that's fun about Mississippi is no other state in the union supports college baseball like the people in Mississippi do collectively. Um, and, and, you know, it's interesting, like, if you go, if you attach to that statement per capita, well, of course in a state with less than 3 million people total. And you got two of the top five attendant, you know, attendances in the country in state and Ole Miss every year. Okay, Southern Miss, <clears throat> they're up there too, averaging five, 6,000 people a game at their games. And so, like, per capita, it's not even close but you don't even have to say per capita. We just do just overall. Nobody supports college baseball like the state of Mississippi. It's unlike any other. That's why I love it around here. It's certainly great from a radio perspective. Uh, okay, and Chris from Macon, before we jump into the uh, NFL thing, he texted and said, okay, let's compare basketball to baseball in 18. We didn't have a lot of home runs, but we had the potential – then we got the guy to unlock that potential, and look what happens in 2021. We get the fruit of having the guy to unlock the potential. All basketball needs is someone to unlock potential. All right, so that's uh, a little bit of a about an hour's worth of into what the mentality is. I think it's a really good cross section of us state basketball fans of where you know there's been some hope, but last night the hope just gets shot. You're out of the tournament, and you're just out. You're going to have to win the SEC tournament. And now we look ahead to the Super Bowl this weekend in the league where they play for pay. Well, the first one that did that. They're not the only one anymore, are they? <laughs> no. Let's go. Okay, Rebel Rex. He's a Rams fan. He's a Rams man. He's been talking about the Rams all year long. And I can go back and look through all the text and prove it. <laughs> but Rex says 31-24 Rams. Now, I'll let the cat out of the bag, Rex. I agree with you. I think the Rams are going to win the game. Now, I don't know what the spread is on the game. I frankly don't care. I'm not giving you my score prediction of the game just yet, but I am letting the cat out of the bag that I do think the Rams are going to win the football game. Tommy Anaheim says, the Bengals. And he's reminding me, he says, by the way, Chris Kiffin 
back to Cleveland. Yeah, if y'all didn't see that, you know, Chris Kiffin, brother of Lane Kiffin, joined his coaching staff a couple of weeks ago. Today it's reported, ah, he's back. He's going back to the NFL. He's going to go be on the Cleveland Browns coaching staff. And listen, y'all, I'm not telling you this like it's a fact that I know this from firsthand information behind the scenes having a source. But you're going to see. Well, I mean, that's not the way. What you're seeing, it's happened at Auburn recently, I think. It's now happened at Ole Miss. There are some guys that are, you know, wanting to coach in college and have wanted to. The money's good. And just as soon as they get a little bit of a taste of what recruiting is like now in the name, the quote-unquote name, image, and likeness era, they go, I'm out. See ya. And uh, I don't want anything to do with it. Hard to blame them. Yeah, no doubt. Boomer Sooner texts the show. He said, hey, man, if the weather today doesn't get you excited about and ready for baseball, then nothing will. And something's wrong with you. I agree. I agree. I just wish we were going to have – I hate to put a negative thought in there in baseball. I just wish we were going to have Major League Spring training. To heck with it, though. We're getting college baseball. That's really all we need, right? All right, who says what? Somebody said – I saw a note over here. Here it is. Uh, Sven over in Germany says, I want to see Burrow win it all. He says, I say 24-21, late field goal, McPherson, and the Bengals win it all. So he's going Bengals to win it. Um, Daniel, what did he say? Super Bowl. I got the Dodgers in extra innings. It's baseball time. Just kidding. (laughs) Rams is my pick. Yeah, I'm going to go with Rams. If I had to put a score on it, uh, you know, you look at, you look at Cincinnati, you could accuse them of winning ugly, uh, but there, in my mind, there's no such thing as an ugly win. It's just like they hadn't gone out here and, and run up 38 points on somebody. But they've been certainly good. I just, I may be wrong about this, but I really feel like the Rams' defensive front is the difference in the ball game and will be. Um, <clears throat> yes, I know we saw Joe Cool Burrow in that Cincinnati offense handle a game where they got sacked nine times and still win it in these playoffs against um, Tennessee. But uh, I just think Rams' defensive front is going to wind up being a difference in this ball game. Uh, I really do. You know, you look at the matchup of a guy like Chase versus Ramsey. Chase is going to get his fair share, but I think Ramsey gets his too. There will be some coverage sacks in the ballgame. And with that, you flip it to the other side. And that Cincinnati defense is is good. They have proven that. They've proven they're probably underrated all year long. They are good. But they you I can't ignore what you've seen from Matthew Stafford and that Rams offense in these playoffs. Just go back to the first one. You know, go back to Tampa. The throws he made, the clutch stuff they did, and and they're they're multidimensional. Can run the ball, do run the ball. Acres, 
You know, you don't expect he's already gotten his fumble game out of the way in these playoffs and lived to tell about it. Cup, OBJ, other weapons with Stafford throwing a football the way he's played. Some of those clutch throws, that clutch throw at the end of the ball game in Tampa, it just, I mean, he had Indomitian Sue almost unblocked, bearing down on him, steps right into it, throws a perfect bomb up the field for 45 yards to Cup. It's just, I mean, it's, a, it's a, an iconic moment. You can't, can't explain to you how impressive and how hard that is. And then, you know, like that clutch at the end of the ballgame slant the other night that there against San Francisco, there's literally a window about this big, about somewhere in the neighborhood of 14 inches. He sticks it in there in a perfect time, and we got a big completion, and you go and kick the, the field goal. I, um, it's, not a, it's not a heart decision at all. I got, I got no heart in it. I just see the Rams having an advantage. That's just me. Some others do too. I'll tell you who it is. Um, at ESPN, they have asked all of their analysts, writers, commentators, columnists, others to pick it. 64 different experts. The Rams were picked by 35 of them. That's 54%, 54.7%. And 29 voted for the Bengals. So it was close. 64 different people who follow and comment on football at ESPN. 35 votes for the Rams. 29 votes for the Bengals to win. For whatever that's worth. All right, let's go over to the phone line, the Divini Equipment phone line. Ready, Teddy, on line one. What's up, Teddy? Well, Matt, you know, I, joked, I joked with you the other day about you know, the T-ball title, and the truth is, nothing against Mississippi State. I'm just, I'm not much of a baseball fan, and I'm not much of a Mississippi State fan. But one of our suppliers got us a suite at the Shucker Stadium in Biloxi to watch Texas Tech and Mississippi State play March 8th and 9th. Yeah. I will be a baseball-loving Mississippi State screaming fool. <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> well you just come on in what was that that line from um, oh brother where art thou come on in boys the water's fine that's right yeah <laughs> I'm about to get a kick out of that I'm not a huge fan but hey, we got a sweet I'm your man <laughs> that's great that's great we can do that hey it's your fandom you can do what you want to with it Teddy thank you buddy <laughs> yeah, free stuff would make you come on over. Free stuff. Yeah, hey, hey, we bought him. <laughs> That's basically what we did. We, we, we reached out and bought him. And we, we purchased it. <laughs> Thanks, Teddy. Always good to hear from you. Okay. All right. How about this? Hog fan with a W. H-A-W-G. Hog fan on the country pleasing text line. So you know where he's coming from, right? He said, Matt. He said, your baseball team won it all last year. No, no. He said, your teams. He said, your baseball teams won it all last year. That would be correct. In the same year, the Atlanta Braves win the World Series and the Mississippi State Bulldogs win the World Series. He said, your baseball teams won it last year. This year, it's going to be the Cardinals and the Hogs. You know what, Hog fan? I should have played you the fight song when y'all beat Auburn in basketball the other day. I forgot to do it. 
Although, listen, you know, I'm a I'm not a math guy and I'm cert- I'm not a superstitious guy. And I'm not really a a big stats guy, hog fan. However, this law of averages deal, I I'm kind of a believer in that. The law of averages, like don't don't judge a team or a program when they're up. Don't necessarily judge them when they're down. But what's the what kind of are they in the middle there? So I think you might have missed your chance. Last year getting beat by NC State. A few years ago dropping a pop-up. I hate to even bring it up for you, Hog fan. I'm just saying the window might have closed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That might have been your up. I, hey, Hog fan, in, in all honesty, man, Arkansas was so good last year in baseball. And with Cup, or Cups, not Cups, Cops. Sorry, had football on the brain. Cops, Cop, you know who I'm talking about, the closer. Nobody could hit him. He was unreal. What did he get, like pitcher of the year or something like that? He was unreal. They had such a great team around him that Coach Dave Van Horn built. And, and under no circumstance did I think that team wouldn't make it to Omaha. The fact that NC State went in there and won in Fayetteville the way they did, just unbelievable. Never, I didn't see that coming. Okay, And I'm going to be honest with you, Hog Van, again, about the College World Series to take it one step further. Y'all remember, you can back it up, I said it last year. Up until the time that because of COVID, they sent NC State home. They looked like the best team in Omaha. Didn't they? And then they sent them home. Sure did. Shoot, man, they dressed out like nine guys and and gave Vandy a pretty decent game with Rocker on the mound. They looked like the best team out there. And it was the team that went to Fayetteville and won a Super Regional, mind you. So you talk about tough luck. Shoot, man, they had a really, really good baseball team at NC State last year, but Arkansas did too. Somebody texts and says... Uh, just saw the state that state lost a kicker that they got to the portal. Any info on why? No, I don't keep up with it. I don't know how many kickers they have. They got a bunch of kickers. They got a bunch of kickers. I don't know who it is, and I don't really know. You know, when we get a roster for spring practice, then we'll talk about that stuff. But as far as in, in my estimation, portals and transfers and decommitments gets enough coverage they can do without mine. All right? All right. Uh, anything else on a football game? Somebody said Mike Hilton's playing good football. Bull Texans. Yeah, Mike Hilton is playing some good ball right now in the Bengals secondary. Here is Mike Hilton from Super Bowl Media Day. I'm just confident in my ability. Uh, Everybody, you know, of course, knows me as a, a run stopper, a, a guy that can get to the quarterback and make plays behind the line of scrimmage. But I'm just as confident in my coverage ability. Um, I'm able to take the ball away and, you know, take take out teams, uh, slot receiver, and, you know, just, just just do my part to, to help us win. So I, I believe in my, my all-around all around game is uh, second to none. 
He's something else. You know what I love about Mike Hilton is he was, you know, on some of those Ole Miss teams when, you know, it's like it's like people who want to talk about recruiting year-round and, and all the conversation is painted with a brush that comes straight from the recruiting service people. So all they want to talk about is like, well, this guy's rated this, let's talk about him, or that guy's rated that, let's talk about him. Meanwhile, the Mike Hiltons of the world are outstanding players, are going to have long careers and win Super Bowls and make lots of money in the NFL. But nobody really talks about them in recruiting. And we should be talking about them in recruiting. But we don't. Nobody wants to talk about them. Because eh, he's only got three stars beside his name. You know what? All that is a pile of crap. That's what it is. That's why I'm not wasting my time with it. Or yours. I mean, your time's more valuable than mine is. Especially collectively. <laughs> but Mike Hilton, he was at a place at a time when everybody was talking about Kim Dietschy and Tunsil and this quarterback and that receiver and, and Mike Hilton. He outplayed most of them in college. And he's the only one still standing in the NFL with a chance to get a historic Super Bowl ring at a place like Cincinnati. He's another guy that's easy to pull for. Nobody wanted to talk about him. It's funny how that works. Hour two rolling along. Stay with me. Are you ready? Brace yourself. Now back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Uh, let's get into some news and updates. Time's getting short here. We've got about a half hour left. But uh, I want to make sure we don't miss anything before the week is up. I will not be here tomorrow. And then we'll have Super Bowl Sunday and then be back with you all on Monday and kind of recap, have a reaction Monday after the Rams beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I'm going to go with a score of... I'm going to go with a score of 28-17. to 28-17, probably, that's probably low scoring, honestly. But I'll stick with that. I'll go 28-17, Rams beat the uh, Bengals. And y'all come back here Monday and laugh and point and snicker and make fun when I'm wrong. Okay? 28-17, Rams. I think the defensive front for the Rams will be the difference in the game. I think Matthew Stafford has uh, the high moment of his career. He looks like he's got the it factor this year. Of course, Burrow does too, but I'm going to go that way. That's what I'm going to go with. Uh, Patrick on Facebook says, what is the feeling on going all in on baseball and letting basketball fall by the wayside? And he says, or is there a way to have our cake and eat it too? Hmm. Well, what do you... So, Patrick, what are you asking? Um, are you saying... What are you asking? Are you saying... What is the feeling of going all in on baseball and letting basketball fall by the wayside? Are you saying fans doing that or administration doing that? Because if you're... If you're, if the question is, re, is in regards to... Well, let me back up. If the question is you're assuming it fact that the administration has gone all in on baseball and let basketball fall by the wayside, well, that's just not true at all. 
In fact, they're getting ready to spend a whole lot of money renovating the basketball facility and the hump and all that, and they put the stuff out yesterday. So Now, there may be some fans who are doing that, but so what? They're going to go where the winds are. That's just kind of the way it's always been on that. Uh, a couple of news items. You have, here you go, you have the um, SEC football coaches meeting going on right now today in Birmingham. Yep, somebody took a picture of Jimbo Fisher downtown Birmingham, got out of his car, and he was on the phone as he walked past some media as he went into the SEC headquarters building. Wouldn't it be great if he walked in and all the other coaches had on a red clown nose as he walked in there? Wouldn't that be great? I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, so anyway, football coaches. And Brian Harson did come back from vacation in Mexico in time to make the meeting <laughs> of the football coaches. So he's in the meeting as the football coach at Auburn in spite of all this ballyhoots you've had now over the last week or so. <laughs> And this, you need to know this, okay, because we, you don't even need me to tell you. You can see it for yourself that Auburn has made a mess of stuff, right? And we talked about it earlier in the week. He's a mess. And bring your brooms because it's a mess. I'm bringing my broom because you know why? It's a mess. (laughs) It's a mess. Okay, well, this is also a fact. This You need to add this into the things you know and wonder about it. Yes, Trey, Brian Harson, the Auburn coach, is at the meetings, the football coaches' meetings in Birmingham today. While Brian Harson was away on vacation out of the country, Auburn posted a new school policy stating that all employees have a duty to cooperate fully and truthfully with investigations. Let that sink in just a minute. You hear what we're saying? They updated their policy after meeting with lawyers for a week to figure out how to fire this guy. They went in and updated their policy <laughs> while he while he was on vacation. Before he got back, changed the university policy. Put it in there. Fixing to issue new copies of the handbook. Employees have a duty to cooperate fully and truthfully with investigations, inquiries, and reviews relating to their university responsibilities and professional obligations. For example, employees must do the following. Cooperate in sharing requested information and participating in interviews. Produce all requested university documentation within their custody or command. Disclose additional information relevant to the investigation or review. And maintain confidentiality as advised. (laughs) Put it in on Tuesday. Employees participating in an investigation or review are protected by applicable policies against retaliation. Employees shall be entitled to relevant legal protections in matters involving potential criminal conduct. Change it, the whole thing, for everybody at the university in the handbook on Tuesday. Working with the lawyers, you saw what happened, you see what happened. Get together, how do we fire the guy? This, that, and the other. We need to have an investigation. Well, to have an investigation, we've got to talk to him. And then we'll pile up the evidence, so on and so forth, 
and see what he says, and then we'll have him trapped. We can fire him for cause. It won't cost us any money. The lawyer goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Uh, this isn't really the wording in this thing right here because he is an employee of the university. I don't know if it covers it clearly enough. We might, you, you, you might need to think about changing this. <laughs> what a mess. Get out your vacuums, your dust mops, your glass plus, your bleaches, your brasso, fade air freshers. Things are a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> <clears throat> Things are a mess. It's a mess. Speaking of messes, uh, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, is going to meet with the media today. I don't know if he's answering questions. I honestly don't know if it's a Q&A, but I know he's going to talk because he's going to come out of the owners' meetings and make some kind of statement. Nobody knows what he's going to say. We just know, like we said yesterday, that the owners in Major League Baseball, with the commissioner who works for the owners, had their own meetings yesterday in Orlando, and at the same exact time, the players were having their own meetings in Arizona. Now, if you don't think that's stupid, all right, I'm talking they need to negotiate. The only two sides who are going to figure this out are the owners, commissioner and the owners, and the players. we got to get those two groups to the table to negotiate, figure something out, and time to have a baseball season, right? That's what it is. Two groups, one, two, let's get them. In fact, they are congregating, <laughs> convening together at the same exact time. It's just that one's in Orlando and one's in Arizona. And they won't meet with each other. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. They are opposed. Now, uh, I have something I would recommend to you. There is a guy on YouTube named Matt Antonelli. He has a company called Antonelli Baseball. I really enjoy his content, and a lot of it is X's and O's and technique and drills and stuff, but there's a lot of other commentary. I think the guy's good. He's a former first-round draft pick. He did play in the major leagues, and he's been covering this too. And listen to what he said. As we go through this here on this show, I'm not ever probably going to sit down and spend an hour trying to educate myself and you at the same time on everything that they are dealing with in these conversations, but there are these different parts of their arguments that I don't really understand. And so a little here and a little there might help us all. It helps me. Well, here's one of the specific things, okay, that they're arguing about that Matt's explanation helped me to understand. Here, I want you to hear it right now. So maybe we talk about service time manipulation because this is a huge, huge, huge area of concern. Service time manipulation. Have you ever heard them go, well, they're not going to bring Chris Bryan up until next year because they don't want to start his clock. Listen closely. For the players and the players union. I think as fans, I think we all want the best players to be in the big leagues when they deserve to be there. There's less than 800 players on an active roster in Major League Baseball at any one time. This is the best 800 players, a little less than 800, but just under 800, the best players in the entire world. This is a very, 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 very small club. And so if you've deserved it, if you're a young player, doesn't matter what age you are, 
But if you've never been to the big leagues and you deserve to be in the big leagues, well then to have someone artificially say, nope, we're just, we're not gonna let you up. We're not because we don't want you to get paid more money down the road. To me, that's a big issue. And I think it's an easy way to make things better for everyone because we all wanna see the best players. We don't wanna see some of the most talented players in the world get stuck in the minor leagues. The age of big league players is getting younger and younger and younger, but there's still players that are not getting called up because teams don't wanna call them up because then they're gonna be arbitration eligible earlier than they want. And to me, that's not fair for the players, it's not fair for the fans, it's not fair for the game of baseball. All right. Starting their clock. Did you understand any of that? It's just one thing that they're talking about in these negotiations. That's just one thing. But their service time manipulation, as they call it, going, look, the minor leagues are full of guys who actually are good enough to play Major League Baseball. They are good enough to get called up. They're good enough to come up and help a team win if they're trying to climb into the wild card picture or whatever, but the teams go, uh-uh, we're not bringing him up because then in three years, he gets to arbitration quicker. We got to pay him more money. We want to keep him. We got his rights till then. Let's just leave him down there in the minors for now. All about money. And the players are like, no, 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 no. On that one in particular, I really would myself side with the player's argument on that. Y'all stick around. guy who's not bald. He's just taller than his hair is. Nice hair! It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Back with you. Uh, Alright, so Patrick wanted to clarify. He said, I should have been more clear if the athletic department decided to invest more money in baseball and pull back on the scale of the hump renovation, would the fans be on board and would it make financial sense? Uh, He says, I get the feeling people aren't attending basketball as much due to the feeling that baseball has a bigger future. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Like if you were, you know, if you were to take a poll, Patrick, you know, know, you would do some research. uh, Like if if you were the AD and let's say you you put out feelers or you researched everybody you could email and say, please fill out this questionnaire or, or this poll or whatever you probably would get from the fan base that right now they probably do feel like you know success anyway is a much more present reality for baseball than than basketball uh, but I mean basketball look men's basketball is a moneymaker okay and all it takes is the right coach with the right chemistry and the right fit and put a team together, and next thing you know, you're in the mix in the top five or so teams in the SEC, and you have a couple of years of that, and it, it gets good again all of a sudden, right? Um, so it can happen. And the other thing is, too, you know, you mentioned the, the hump renovations. It's almost like a responsibility thing. Okay, here's what I mean by that. It's not me taking a direct shot at Ole Miss. Ole Miss has one of the nicest arenas in the country now, uh, the new – pavilion there if you haven't been there you got to see it it's unbelievable but prior to that they really stuck with the old thing way too long almost they they kept playing and practicing and playing in that uh tad pad 
there on their campus to the point that it, it was getting to the point of you're almost doing a disservice to your program, to your school, your university, to keep propping that thing up on wooden, shaky wooden legs, you know. And, you know, and, and to their credit, when they built a new one, they went big time to sort of time proof that thing so that in 10, 15 years, you've still got one of the better arenas, and they do, and they will, you know, but it had gotten to way past the point that they had, it was almost a lack of responsibility in either moving or updating or building when you looked out there and four or five years ago, they're still playing in a tad pad. Well, what you can't do at State is let it get to that point. So I don't care what the status of the program is right now on the floor in wins or losses, you got to update that thing. You got to make sure that in another 10 years, you're not sitting there with the same thing on your hands and it's gotten worse and another 10 years older. And now all of a sudden people are saying about you and your old facility, what they used to say about Ole Miss and their old facility. So regardless of any of that, updating the facility is the right thing to do. And it's just my opinion. I'm not speaking for anyone, but that's kind of the way I feel about it. And there's an element, too, of you going to let's say there is a coaching change. Um, hey, whoever that is, give that person. Well, and it's, you know, women's basketball too. If there are coaching changes, give those people every bit of ammunition they can, you know, that you can spare on the recruiting trail for them that might help them to uh, kickstart recruiting and kickstart the program and all that kind of stuff. All right. Um, Super Bowl sound bites. I'll be out tomorrow. Be back with you for a reaction Monday post Super Bowl. Here is Joe Burrow, Bengals quarterback. He did, as a kid, he didn't want to be a quarterback. I wanted to be a running back or a receiver. I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I guess I thought in Pee Wee football we weren't going to throw the ball very much, so I wanted to have the ball in my hand. Obviously, I'm glad it worked out the way that it did. You know, this is my career. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd be a, an NFL wide receiver. I'd, that's probably a pipe dream, but. I can play quarterback pretty well. And I think my favorite part about playing quarterback, you know, there's only, you know, there's great players at every position in the NFL, but I think only a few really affect the game in a drastic way. And I think quarterback is the one position on the field that can really affect the game on every single play. And I like having the ball in my hands every play and, and being able to, to win or lose with me. Wanted to be a wide receiver. I'm going to identify with that. Uh, Matt Stafford, it's the biggest game of his life, and he'll admit it. There's still more to do, um, you know, from a football standpoint for us. So, uh, you know, don't feel like we're at that point, you know, right now. Um, and I think the way Coach has this week planned out for us, I think he's going to have us primed and ready to go um, right when Sunday hits. So we're excited about that. Um, you know, is there anticipation? Is there excitement? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's what you dream of doing when you're a kid out in the backyard playing catch with your dad is, is uh, you know, going out there and getting a chance to play uh, in Super Bowl. So um, excited about that, um, not downplaying that, but at the same time, um, Coach has a great plan for us. we got a bunch of guys that, uh, you know, are veteran players who, uh, who understand how to get themselves ready to go play football games, and, and this one's no different. He says, though, get hyped up, just don't overhype it. You treat it just like every other game when it gets to that day. Um, you got a job to do. You got a job to go out there and execute and, and try and lead your team to help us win. Um, once the ball snapped, I mean, it's going to be football. You know, settle into the game as quickly as you possibly can. 
and, uh, you know, trust your eyes, trust your teammates, and, and go play. I think that part of it, um, once the ball snapped, is, is hopefully going to be the part that's, you know, the easiest to just eliminate all distractions and go out and play. Super Bowl Sunday. Here's something from the Wayback Machine. On this day, February the 10th, 1981, U.S. President Reagan, Ronald Reagan, was filmed throughout the day for an, NF, uh, for an NBC film, A Day in the Life of the President. Hey, let's see, 12 years later, on this day, February 10th, 1993. Now listen closely, 1993. Michael Jackson gave his first interview in 15 years. He gave it to Oprah Winfrey. And in the interview, Michael Jackson claimed that he had a disorder that destroyed the pigmentation of the skin and that he had had very little plastic surgery. Bill, you remember when he did that interview? Uh, yes, I do. I did too. Remember what he looked like? Uh, yes, I do. He had had a lot of plastic oh, yeah. surgery. Yeah, if you could, if you compared pictures from his first <laughs> album and that latest album, oh my goodness! Yeah. And he sat right there. And he, no, I hadn't had hardly I any plastic surgery. Almost, surgery. almost no plastic almost surgery. Oprah. <laughs> He'd had a lot of plastic surgery. I give him that. A bunch. And then on this day in 2015, NBC News suspended Brian Williams for six months without pay for his misrepresenting of events concerning an Iraq war story. The story was found to be untrue. Bogus. Hey, I'm looking at the wording on this deal, Bill, and I'm going, like, why did they lead up to it this way? He has suspended six months without pay for, quote, misrepresenting the events concerning an Iraq war story. And then it goes right after it goes, the story was found to be untrue. It's a bold lie. That's what it was. The whole thing. He lied. Don't tell me about he misrepresented. That's like Roger Clemens misremembered. In front of Congress. Hold on a minute. A needle, about that long. Somebody jabbed you in the rear end and shot you up with steroids. Uh, but I, I might have misremembered that. Huh? What? You didn't misremember anything. On this day in 1969, LSU basketball star Pete Maravich scored... Pistol Pete scored 66 points in a game against Tulane and lost. Yep. <laughs> he scored 66 points and Tulane beat LSU 101 to 94. Now that's He's what I'm talking about. Only one touched the ball for LSU, I think. He, he, <laughs> it seemed like it. Did. I mean, he had to be. He had to be close to it. He, he um, was something else. He could, he could play some ball now. Yeah, and then uh, birthdays. I was So uh, the shark, Greg Norman, today is his birthday. He was born in 1955. Okay, two-time British Open winner. Uh, Moose Johnson, the former fullback for the Cowboys. He was born in 66 on this day. And Brandon Woodruff, former Mississippi State pitcher, now the ace for the Milwaukee Brewers. He's from Wheeler, Mississippi. Today is Woody's birthday, Brandon Woodruff, February 10th, 1993. Born right there in Prentice County, Mississippi. Just thought I'd point that out. Okay, a couple other things before we wrap it up here on the text line. Country, please, and text. Delta Tide fan sent me a picture, and the man caught two bass today. He's holding them up there. Those keepers, they both look keepers. 
depending on where you are and what tournament you're fishing in, Ty fans. So, like, if that's a, you know, if it's a 12-inch deal, those are 12 inches. Now, it might be 14, and if you're in a tournament where it's a 14-inch limit, then you're close. One of them looks like you got it. One of them going to be close. But two keepers. I think he caught him in that pond behind him back there. I bet he did. I'd like to go catch him with him. And then I said, two is better than none. He said that he's going to bless somebody by giving them a couple of fish to eat for supper. Two is not enough for me to clean, he says. But he did lose three. Yeah, and I guess when it's cold and they're coming out of this cold weather stuff, you know, sometimes the bite is not as sure as the others. Thanks for the thanks for the text and the picture. Hook reminding us that they had a rain out in the Tad Pad twice. Unnamed Texas says, win road games at Florida and Arkansas, and you'd have an eight, 9,000 in the hump last night for that ball game. Fan support will return when fans think we have a chance to get to the NCAA tournament. That's easy to say. Win at Florida. Win at Arkansas. You, you watched Arkansas lately? <laughs> That's a tough place to go play, for sure. All right, that'll wrap it up for us for the week, and y'all have a great long weekend, and I'll see you on Monday. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll break it down here on the show on Monday. See you then. For Bill, I'm Matt. Everybody here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. See you Monday. See ya.